First and foremost, let me just tell you the energy on this episode was immaculate. We sat down with Brenda today on behalf of Style by V, and man, she walked us through every single step of her journey from getting into the fashion industry to even before stepping foot in that industry, working in financial services for 15 plus years pivoting careers and it really not being the easiest transition from her first semester at FIT getting pregnant and really losing everything, really just feeling like it was done. Her career was over. Her dreams and aspirations went down the drain. But from there, just keeping her mental and her mindset strong, moving forward and recognizing that if this is what you really love to do, if this is where you think your career lies, then make it happen by all means necessary. So from releasing her memoir, Black Friday of 2023, styled by independence, and it really took us through, again, that journey, really just coming into where her interest started from, what she's been able to do, what she's experienced from then, and wanting to share with the people out there. And even if you paid attention in the episode, we might be doing a slight giveaway. So I would tap in if I were you. But one question that I want to present to you before I let Brenda do the rest of the talking, do you know the average size of the woman in America? It really may surprise you and it really may not be what you think it is when it comes to clothing. So without further ado, I'll let Brenda explain all that and then some. Enjoy episode 173, Keep Hope Alive. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner. If you've been keeping up with us, you really realize that we've been moving, we've been grooving. I really feel like we started 2024 off with a bang. Crazy to think that January is almost over, but it's crazy just to really reflect on everything that's happened so far from just being invited on, on the Sassandra show to I actually have a couple of more announcements for y'all too. We just did a big thing uh, this past week and I'm very excited for that. Obviously we have some logo drops coming soon, maybe even some new merchandise with that, maybe some giveaways coming. But look, all of that in due time, I appreciate everybody who's just been able to boost us up from sharing our videos to the feedback you've given us to the congratulatory and well wishes and everything like that. If this is January, I'm excited for the rest of the 11 months of the year. But nonetheless, and I'm not as excited for that as I am to be sitting down with Brenda today. So Brenda is somebody who I was really able to connect with and we've been connected for quite some time and I really just have to extend so much grace and thanks to her because she's been very, very patient with me, very understanding with me through my schedule and just everything that I've had going on. But that has not stopped her grind. She's been really killing the game. I've even reposted her a few times from the podcast page. So for those of my people who have been paying attention, watching the story, you've seen what she's been doing from just her events to just her style and tips and everything like that. But I'm not going to give up too much of what she does. I want her to give y'all everything under the sun. So before we really get into Brenda and everything that she does, how are you doing today? How are you? I'm doing great, Tamar. Thank you. That was an amazing introduction. <laughs> I appreciate you. Congrats on this is Sandra show and everything else you got going on. You're doing your thing out here. And I really appreciate you um, being an inspiration, like you showing us like what, what, what it can do, like what podcasts can do, you know, how long, I do have a question though. How long have you been doing podcasts? So this, this past November, November of 2023 made four years. So we started back in wow. during the pandemic. It was kind of a thing. Yeah. It's just hard to find a way to brand myself. And the job search was not as successful and, and easy as I thought it was going to be coming for my master's. So yeah, November mm. of 2023 made four years crazy. That's amazing. So you sticked it out. That was that's why I wanted to ask you for. I said you survived the pandemic. You've been sticking out doing your podcast. You've been being consistent. You've been showing up. You're on the Sassandra show. It's like going up, up, up for you. And I'm so excited for I, you and for your journey and everything. And watching you has been amazing as well. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate all of the love and support along the way and, and for tapping in with me and staying tapped in with me. So for everybody out there, look, as y'all can tell, 
as I kind of already alluded to in the intro, we're here to talk about a few things today. Brenda is multi-talented, if I do say so myself, but I'm excited for her to really let you guys know, one, what she does, what she has going on, and maybe even tease a few things that you can expect as we enter this new year, as we work through quarter one and, and things of that nature. So Brenda, for everybody out there, look, I know we're going to have some people from your network. I know we're going to have some people from my network, but we're always going to have my favorite people who are finding out about both of us for the first time, tapping in with the podcast, tapping in with you. So to bring everybody up to speed, to get everyone on one accord on the same page can you one just tell us a little bit about yourself and then can you two just tell us what brings you on the down to business podcast today sure yeah no problem so about me uh, my name is brenda gonzalez i'm a personal stylist gonzalez is hispanic i am half panamanian first generation american um half jamaican half panamanian um so that is my board name and um i've been a personal stylist professionally for about five years i started my business before like the year before the pandemic as well um and uh, i've always been into fashion i went to fit when i was 22 21 um and i talk about my style journey in my number one best-selling book actually style by independence uh, i released a book about a memoir but my life and my styling journey to this point, it came out on uh, Black Friday, 2023, and it skyrocketed to the top. It was a number best, number one bestseller for like five days. Um, and in there, I talk about like my style journey. So when I was a child, I was into fashion. I didn't know what styling was. I just know I like putting outfits together differently and, um, it you know, in a way that props and, you know, draws attention. And uh, as I got older, I went to FIT. I had all these hopes and dreams and I was bright and bushy tail and I got pregnant my first semester. <laughs> Um, and I thought that was it for me, but here I am living my dreams again. So I was just talking about my life to that point, life, motherhood, marriage, divorce, balancing your professional life, balancing your professional career, your personal life, and pivoting to a different career. Before I started my styling business, I was a professional. I was in the financial services industry. I was doing insurance for at the time I finally left with about 15 years. So it's about like finding a new, and then I, at that point I pivoted fully. I got divorced in the same year, you know? So it's all about like finding your path and finding your new life in my book. And there is hope for everyone that's thinking about trying a separate, uh, you know, a new career, a new path after you've been in a certain industry for a long period of time, you can change, you can find your path, you can pursue your passion and you can absolutely be successful. A lot of us, um, I would love to say, <laughs> even people of color, like, you know, we stick to things that are safe because we want to make our parents proud, right? We want to, we have to get our, for me, getting education wasn't a choice for me. I'm a first generation American. You have to get your degree. You have to go to college, you get your bachelor's degree, and then you pick something you can make money in, you know? Um, that's what was impressed upon me. Like picks a job that you can use to support yourself. Certain things, the careers of the arts are not as lucrative as others. Um, so the that's the message I received. Um, and pursuing your passion sometimes is it's a last minute thing. A lot of, you know, American, first generation Americans pursue their passion, but y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you're brown, <laughs> if you're brown and you're a first generation American and you're of Caribbean descent, South American descent, like, you know what I'm talking about. Like you have to be you know, a lot of times they say you have to be an engineer, a doctor, lawyer, you know, some sort of uh, prestigious career in order to uh, feel like you've gained respect. But I, you know, I came to a point when I was like the pandemic hit and I kind of like shook, it shook up my world a little bit. I got divorced, as, as I mentioned, the pandemic and then I'm homeschooling my kids for the first time and I'm seeing life differently. So I was like, you know, why don't I just do the thing that I love to do? You know, I am good at it. I have a lot of reviews. If you go to my website, stylebyb.net, <laughs> I'm, um, my Instagram is there. You'll, I got a lot of reviews. Everyone I come across says that I'm good at what I do. I met, um, not to name drop, but let me name drop. <laughs> I met Dapper Dan at one of these events. He was like, I like your outfit. I was like, oh my God. Like, 
Uh, Dapper Dancy, love my office. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna carry that forever. Um, who else did I meet? Um, Zarina Akers. I met her at an event and she was like, Oh, I like this. I was like, Thank you, Zarina Akers. Like, you're the goat, you're the whole entire goat. So, that's you know, those are people that you might know. And then there's other people, obviously, every single day, you know, that I come across my styling clients, um, my fashion styling clients. Uh, that uh, recognize something that I am very talented. I know how to put things together different ways. And then also for context, I'm in my mid thirties, I'm 36. So I understand the meaning of being age appropriate. I am a mother. I have two children. One is actually going to high school. <laughs> He's going to high school this year. So I feel a little old, but no, I understand the struggle of dressing the woman that a real woman, you know, with a real body, the average woman in um, America is a size 16, 18, believe it or not. Like it's not a two, it's not a four. Um, I wear a six, but I understand that. I have friends, I have family, I have clients um, that are in the real average size range and they are you know, trying to put things together in a way they feel, still wanna feel beautiful. They still wanna feel youthful. Um, you know, my clients are entrepreneurs, they're professional women. They are, you know, uh, executives of the sort. They're, they're high ranking people. And um, they just want to look beautiful. They want to feel beautiful when you're a boss and you're out there in the workplace doing your thing. You're in your masculine energy. But at the end of the day, we're still women and we want to still feel beautiful and sexy and feminine and and all those things. And, and we want to stand out. So for me, I have a celebrity approach. I do not want any of my clients to blend into the wall. I want them to have that it factor where you get you stand out. So that's always my goal. I want you to stand out and try things differently than you had before. Look at things differently than you had before. If you feel like I could probably do better. Like I, I like the way I dress. Obviously we get dressed every single day, but I feel like I want to be more risky. I want to take chances, but also I don't want to look crazy. <laughs> you know, I don't want to look crazy. I don't want to look like a teenager because I'm not. Um, I want to look better, bolder, more fashion forward. I want to like feel that boss energy. I want to feel like my, my resume, you know, cause a lot of women and even I style men as well, they've accomplished a ton of things, but when they get dressed, it's like, uh, you know, it's the same old kind of thing. And it's like, they, they want to feel like as alive as their work speaks, they want to speak as their work speaks. You know, when you walk in the room, you want to come in that presence, you know, without having to riddle off your resume, you know, say, I've done this, I've done that. Um, you want to be able to command that presence. And that's what I do. I help build the confidence, build the energy, um, build that commanding authority and also help you be organized. I love organization. <laughs> you know, when I do my photo shoots uh, for fashion styling, um, I have, I'm exceptionally organized. I can get done five outfits. I can shoot five outfits in two hours. Um, I'm exceptionally organized. And for anybody that does photo shoots, you know how, what a task that is to between changing and things like that. But, you know, I also believe in creating systems to where you are organized to where you can be better at finding your looks and finding your outfits and organizing your closet so that, you know, when you're on the go and you're going to your meetings and your presentations and your travel and your vacation and your brunch and your night and your date nights and all that other stuff, you're still the same person, but you have a different outlook on how you can blend things in your closet. So I help with that as well. Um, I'm gonna let you interject before I talk about my boutique <laughs> that I launched on January 1st. Well, look, y'all, if, if I haven't sold it enough, I, I think she's done a <laughs> job of doing that for y'all. But no, if, if, if there's one thing that I heard, I think in all of this and just the intro is the is the mm -hmm. passion, is the, is the journey. Is, but it's also, and I, I tell people this all the time, no matter what niche, what field you're in, appreciate everything that comes with what you go through. You know, the same way that we are quick to 
jump for joy and be one to celebrate our accomplishments, the, the highs and the wins and everything that comes with it. And, and just the compliments, whether it be Dapper Dan, Serena Akers, like those are two of the, those are some two top tier compliments. I will, I will, I will keep those in my, in my bank forever, but we also have to, you know, take that same approach with the days that are not so good with the, the, the losses, with the lessons, with the learning experiences, because it'll, it'll make you really just, hone in just a bit more, you know, maybe, maybe you don't mm-hmm. like the way something turned out or maybe you don't like the way something went. Well, instead of just getting down on yourself, instead of just beating yourself up, instead of completely just pushing it to the side, you can accept that. You can learn from it. You can reflect on it. You can reevaluate it. You can really make some things happen. And I definitely hear that a lot in what you've done. Everything has not been easy for you. There are times where you probably wanted to just close the book and just say, you know, this is it. I don't really know what life has planned for me, but it, it may not be what I wanted it to be. But continuing to stay steadfast, continuing to pray, continuing to stand tall in your faith and your passion and what you, this is what you love to do. It's, it's very evident. I don't think that you just mm-hmm. said everything that you said just because this is something that you want to make money from or this is something that, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you just picked up off the street one day. No, you, you love this. And I think part of what um, I'm so curious about is, is there a specific instance or is there a specific moment where you really felt like you stepped into your passion. It was there something because I a lot of times I talk to business owners, I talk to entrepreneurs, I talk to creatives, and there was like an aha moment for them. There was just like wow, like whether it be solving someone else's problem, whether it maybe even be solving their own problem, or somebody came to them with something, or maybe they had a lot of times I talked to these people and they were like, Wow, well, I came across something and there was no true solution for it. There was no true person in that area. So you know what? I decided to propel myself into that. For you, was there something that you really said? Did you just wake up one day and you just love fashion? just paid attention to how you were dressing, paid attention to how other people were dressing? Did you see something, read something, hear something? What was that really like for you stepping into this lane in this niche? Okay. So I can tell you about that. So I took up a job at Nordstrom. Uh, when I left my nine to five in insurance, I went right to the mall. So I was like, you know, I live in, um, I'm not sure where you are, but I live in Long Island, which is the suburbs of New York City. And there's not a lot of fashion opportunities like there are in the city itself. So a lot of the fashion opportunities are in the mall. So I I took up a job at Nordstrom and uh, I knew, you know, I had this idea. I wanted to do something different. I'm not going back to financial services. I mean, I can financial service my own, (laughs) my own situation. But um, so I took up a job at Nordstrom and then I started to realize, like, without me even explaining to you what I do, like I do now, women will come up to me like, hey, they will pass all my coworkers. They're like, hey, I like your style. What do you think about this outfit? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I'm like, okay, like my style speaks for itself. And then they will keep coming back. They'll keep coming back to me. Sometimes they didn't even want to buy anything, which is annoying, but <laughs> they will come back just to talk to me. Like, hey, I like your energy. I like your vibe. I like... I trust your opinion and I trust you'll be honest with me, you know? So that type of connection is something that made me, I guess, have that aha moment. Like this is, this is a job that is for me. It's therapy and it's also, it's therapy for women. And it's also a a physical representation of that, a physical manifestation of that. It's not just clothes. It's more of making you change the way you think. It's making you feel better. Like when you go, women goes to a hairdresser, you're getting your hair done. Yes. But then also, what are you doing? You're talking to your hairdresser. You're like, girl, let me tell you about this. This happened, that happened. And your hairdresser is just patient. Yeah. Listening and, you know, trying to give you the best advice, right? Like your barbers is kind of the same thing. You know, it's kind of it's a personal relationship that I have with my clients. It's a personal relationship I have with you know people that entrust me to do my job. Yes, I'm getting you dressed, but I also I hear you and I see you. I pay attention to things that 
most don't pay attention to. Let me give you an example. I had a woman come up to me. Now, granted, I don't know who people are until they start talking. I had a woman come up to me and she was, she noticed my style and I was like, oh, I love your bracelet, your nails, you know, do not girl talk stuff like, girl, you look good, you know, that whole thing. Um, And I started talking to her and she was like, you know, I could do better. You know, I've been, she's director of uh, CFO or director of finance at, at somewhere. I forgot what company she said, but she was a very high ranking person. But she saw that I saw her like I connect with women in a way that I notice like everything. <laughs> I notice your nails. I notice hair. I'm like, you know, I notice your outfit. It's not like in a judgmental way. But if you come to me and you're like, I think I could do better. I, I don't take that trust lightly. I don't take that vulnerability lightly. It takes a lot for women to to open up about their insecurities about things that they feel they could do better about their body, about, you know, things that they want to be better at. And I, I cradle that trust and I cradle and I, uh, I, I appreciate my clients and I value uh, the connection that we have. So that's when I feel like I had that moment. And I had several moments like that. I had one of the big wigs. I don't even know some big wig. I forgot her name. And I was doing my makeup at work because that's what I do when I'm bored. I go over, <laughs> I will go over to like the makeup section and like start playing in the makeup and, you know, trying stuff on a little, you know, highlighter here, there, whatever. And she's like, wow, I really like how you put on your makeup. Like, I really like you do it so well. And I'm like, yeah, girl, let me help you. Like, and, and that moment was a connection, you know, a connection where she, she has all the credentials in the world. Her resume is very long. But at the same time, she still wants to feel beautiful. She still wants to feel feminine. She wants to feel seen. She wants to be able to be vulnerable with someone that can work through those vulnerabilities with her. And and, and like I said, like a therapist, I'm not licensed. <laughs> I'm not licensed to be a therapist, but I do know beauty. I do know women. I do know fashion. I know what it's like to be insecure and hoping that someone can help you. Like I learned all this from YouTube, like all my makeup, like, you know, it's part of what I was doing in the pandemic. Um, but Jackie Ina, that that YouTube girl, like <laughs> she pours her heart out over the, these YouTube videos. And it's like, okay, she's somebody I can relate to. And that's part of why I wrote my book, um, my number one bestselling book, Style by Independence as well. Because I want you to know, like, I understand what it's like to be broken and to come out of a divorce and be struggling to raise your kids and having life go a direction you didn't think it would take. It took me 10 years to get my bachelor's degree. Um, you know, having having adversity, but still overcoming it and still coming out on the other side and still being beautiful in the process. So um, there's that. And then I want to tell you about my boutique really quickly. I don't know how much time we have, um, but yeah, I did. Time as you need. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you about my boutique really quickly. Three years ago, I had an idea to launch a boutique for millennial moms. That's what I am. I'm a millennial. I am a mom. And uh, early on in my process, I realized that there was a need for women with postpartum bodies. Like we have the little pouch. I think, I don't know who started. Somebody called Fupa. I think it was Beyonce. I'm not sure. They call it like Fupa, like the back row. Like we have fat deposits and we can't just go and wear the stuff from Forever 21. We can't just go pick off stuff off the rack. We have to be careful in the things we put on our bodies because we want to accentuate the right ideas, the right areas, and downplay the ones that we don't really care for so much. So I, I thought of an idea to create items that I would curate personally, that where a millennial mom could go there and shop and put anything on and their body would look amazing. It would conceal like the poop. I know it's hard. You're a man, but just stick with me. <laughs> stick with me here. Um, conceal like the little poof areas and, you know, still accentuate, like maybe you have a little V or like, you know, things that, and, and considering the age too. So they're not too sexy. They're not too much. They're conservative. They're age appropriate. 
they're sexy and they hide like, you know, the little areas. So three years ago, I thought of this idea and I just been getting for the last three years, I've been struggling with this. Like I've been getting in my own way. Finally, January 1st, I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I did launch a clothing line January 1st, um, style by be the shop. I didn't make the clothes. I just merchandise it. I, I wholesale clothes and I merchandise it. Um, so there are a few pieces. I think there's 10. I just sold out. I did a couple pop-up shops this month. I sold out a one variation of my item. I'm selling out on, I'm just little by little. I'm just Xing them all. I'm just selling them all out. So, um, check on my website, style by B.net. There's a, it's a limited time experience, whatever it sells out. It's, it, it's gone. It's gone. Um, you know, and then hopefully, you know, I'll come up with something else right now. It only includes, um, sizes two to 10. Um, but in the future, I'm looking to expand into plus sizes. I want inclusion. I want all these things, but this is just a starting point for me. And it, it is very encouraging to see that I'm already selling out of certain items. So, and you got to start somewhere. So I'm definitely not mad at mm-hmm. you at all. And it's definitely, you know, the fact that you're already thinking forward a, a bit and, and, and figuring out, you know, like you said, you're going to take a little by little. You're not really rushing. Mm-hmm. Your end of what we talked about in the beginning, appreciating everything that's to come with this process. You know, it's not going to always move as fast as we want, but slow yeah. progress is better than no progress at all. So, and I love the fact that you're yeah. just trying to be so inclusive of everyone, because I feel like too, that can really just be a, I feel like that can just be sometimes just a con when it comes to fashion, that certain certain places, certain boutiques, certain business owners, clothing brands, they're only conducive to to one type of person, whether it just be women's clothing, whether it just be men's clothing, whether it be plus size, Mm -hmm. big and tall, different things like that. And I feel like the more we try to include everyone, just just the more accepting and the more comfortable we'll make people because shopping is not the easiest thing. And I think a lot of times, too, that's why everyone's moved towards this online narrative. Now, it's just certain things. No, you can't do online. Like for me, I can't really. It's just certain things that you can't get online. For me, I, I, sneakers, I, I'm really. It's it's a hit or miss. The only sneakers I really get mm-hmm. online are like my my Jordans, my ones, or anything like that. But anything else, I need to be able okay. to try it on. Everything is different. I need to be able to walk in and feel. And there's certain clothes, and certain mm-hmm. you can figure some things out. But I think that sometimes it's it's not the best experience. Sometimes you can go, you can spend all day in a mall or in a certain store and yeah. just find anything for you, or you're not really like the colors, or you're not really like the fit, and they're not really being inclusive to like you said, just those different body parts, what you want to accentuate versus not so much what you don't want to see or anything of the sort. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I love that you're getting a start in something, have gotten a start in something, and you want to focus on uh, a particular, I would say, a particular group of individuals who may not get always attention. People are not thinking about postpartum for women, especially, yeah. especially not men, you know, men coming into a clothing brand. <laughs> the last thing I feel like they're kind of thinking about, but that's very much relevant. And, and that mm-hmm. could very much be a group that's affected and, and may not feel as though it may not feel as included because their body has changed what they once knew yeah. or what they once were. It's it's changed. You just childbirth is a is a beautiful thing, but the recovery, it, it can be a process, most definitely. Yeah. So I love that for sure. But and you kind of already touched on this, but I want to take a deeper dive into it now. Just branding and becoming styled by B. What really, yeah. as you said, you were working in Nordstrom. Shout out to Nordstrom's. You were you yeah. were having <laughs> You, you were exuding that confidence. People were coming back to you just because of your energy, just because of the yourself, the fits, and you were putting it on every day and everything like that, mm-hmm. that you could offer and everything. Where really, and, and what really, I guess at what point did you really say, hey, I want to brand myself. I want this to be me because I, I feel like once the brand came, the boutique was there. Like you said, the best-selling book was there. Everything, now, now you have this Instagram, you have the brand that you built then and there. But where does mm-hmm. Wild by B really get its origin? Was it when you did the Millennial Moms thing? Was that something separate? Did you kind of just take Millennial Moms and build on that? What was that journey to really becoming Style by B and have this brand that you do today right now? 
Sure. Yeah. So I can tell you about that. Um, now, just to your point, you said like shopping is a difficult experience and it's hard. Now, one of the things I, I thought about when I started my style, this is number one, what are women looking for? What do women need? What do women with children need? What do busy women need? Women who are professional, women that are all over the place normally and don't have time to dress because that's usually the source of the problem. It's a lack of creativity and it's also a lack of time. So women are in these situations. My clients usually are very safe. They play it safe. They get done what they have to get done at work and then the outfit, they just pick something safe. So what I want to create was an experience where women could have everything at once. You can't have it all. So what I did was I, I offered a service where I started off doing streetwear. And then I, you know, I realized when you do streetwear, that's kind of like entertainment. You know, the professional women are not wearing streetwear to work. They're not wearing streetwear to their business meetings. So I said, okay, let's do professional women. And also let me have a service where I can bring them the clothes. So that's my that's my core service where I bring you a rack of clothes after a thorough consultation with you. I bring you a rack of clothes to where I knock out everything all at once. So I understand what your sizes are. I do your measurements beforehand. I look through your closet beforehand. I talk to you about what goals you're looking to meet. And then I bring you the clothes all at once. And we go through it. And I understand how styling works. You know, if you go to the store, you buy stuff online because that's where most of the stuff are. You might buy one size. Maybe you'll buy two. If it doesn't fit, you send the whole thing back. And then it was essentially a waste of two weeks. You know, you're like, oh, I expected this to be this way, but then it's this way. So I cut that out. I ordered the stuff for you. I ordered maybe two or three sizes, different variations of different things that would fit you. You know, if you're into like dresses, pants, uh, shoes, Whatever it is that you're into, I order different variations of that and I bring it to you. So that way it's a one-stop experience. You take what you take. And usually I'm not, I'm a, I am going to my own heart. 90% of the time I'm right. <laughs> 90% and a good part of this job as a personal stylist is having, uh, being able to read people, being able to understand what it is that you would wear. And I have male clients too. Understand what it is that you would wear, what it is that you wouldn't wear and bring you that because people want to be a version of themselves. They don't want to be somebody else. You know, you want to be a better version of who you are and you want to feel like yourself. You want to feel like your most powerful self. You want to feel like, you know, I have male clients. They're looking to level up in their career. They're entrepreneurs. They're, you know, getting promoted and things like that. They're like, how do I look dress like that boss? Like I'm here dressing like my comfortable self. And then I see this, this, you know, boss image in my head. I'm like, how do I get from here to there? Women is the same. Like I'm a boss. Usually women is, is the opposite. Like, you know, they have done a lot of stuff already, but then they're like, okay, so how do I look like my resume? How do I get from here to there? So I'm like, all right, I connect the dots for you. Cause usually you don't have time to figure out and it's not even really a priority. You just have to get to your meetings and get to your events and spend time with your children, spend time with your family, your husband, your spouse, your boyfriend, your, you know, your do your stuff that you normally do. And the getting dressed is usually the bottom of the, the ladder. So I bring all the things that you need to feel like that boss, whether you want to feel like that boss at work and or brunch and or date night, you're getting back, you're divorced, you're, you're trying to get your confidence back. Um, you're promoted, you're, you know, trying to figure out how you're going to show up for yourself in the next stage of your life. You're looking to open a new business. Cause a lot of my, uh, clients, if you're an entrepreneur, chances are you own more than one business. It's like, you know, you're building different things. You're looking into doing different directions. So I take that thing off your plate. I bring to you outfits that are, um, you know, speak to you, speak to your style. And that's what I realized was my brand. The brand was speaking to professional women and professional men that were looking to elevate further than they already were. It's not that anything's wrong or you need to make over. And, you know, I hate the shows from the 90s where they would make over people and make them look like somebody else. <laughs> 
Because I'm like, when they say cut, they're going back to their life. That's not who they are. Like, I, I'm not into that. Like, I want you to be the best version of yourself. I want you to see yourself in these things and then wear it, you know, might be a little bit uncomfortable at first because it's not, it's not your comfort clothes, but it's going to be a version of you that is your best self. So that is my brand. It is very pretty. It is very pink. It is very feminine. Speaking to the feminine energy that women will naturally want to embody, even if you're a boss and you're a bull and you're doing your thing at work, naturally you want to be feminine. You want to be pretty. You want to be taken care of. You want to have that type of fragility, you know, not necessarily that you're, you're frail, but like, you know, you want to feel beautiful. You want to feel feminine. You want to feel youthful. Even if you're 40, 50 or 60, you want to feel youthful. You don't want to give up and wear the, you know, the grandma frock and, you know, hide your face and, you know, the, the, the hat with the, you don't want to give up. Like you're like, I, I'm still alive and I want to look beautiful and feminine. So that's, that's the brand that I present. I really focus on that because I know what it is to be there. I know what it's like to want to feel in your feminine power. And, you know, I translate that to my clients as well. And then, you know, the men, I help you get where you need to be as well. That was a beautiful answer. I love every bit of that. I just love the intention behind everything that you do because I know that it can it can almost feel like a never ending process. It can it can just definitely mm-hmm. be like something that you're 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 always working, even with the fashion. Because something that I, I talk to a few people in industry, and I feel like every industry evolves and moves at its own pace. But some are just all wheels are always turning, and I definitely do think mm-hmm. fashion is one of those things. You go to I just had one of my fraternity brothers. He was in Tokyo, and he was like, bro, like. They just seem so more, so far ahead, so far advanced. Yeah. That's what we're doing, like some of the stuff they're wearing out yeah, there. Yeah, Japan is. Seeing it, Japan's, you know, and you go out there and they mm-hmm. have some of the newest stuff. And I even remember going to Syracuse. A lot of the Japanese, the Chinese, those Asian students, they had stuff that it was just like, Dad, like we didn't. They're trendsetters. Yeah, they're like, where did you get that from? Or they were putting certain things mm-hmm. together. I was just so confused, like, wow. So I know that even when you're not working per se, you're not helping clients. You're always just researching. You're always just looking. And that, absolutely. For me, your mind is always racing, and that really relates to me a lot because I feel like I'm always doing that. Whereas, like the podcast media industry, yeah, it it evolves, it moves around, it changes, but it's just something that you always just want to keep up. I feel like there's a plethora of podcasts out there, a lot of different business owners, entrepreneurs, all the work mm-hmm. I've not done, all the job is always finished. But I would say something that I've noticed with that is just productivity, always just wanting to stay ahead of the game, ahead of the curve. And something that's kind of helped me do that more recently is Magic Mind. And for those of y'all who don't know Magic okay. Mind, we're going to say that Magic Mind, as they call themselves, is the world's first productivity drink. So for those of y'all who y'all load up on the caffeine every morning, the first thing you got to do when you wake up is have the coffee, go to Starbucks, get the gift cards, do whatever. Let me just put another bug in the ear. Let me just show you something that can kind of put you on a different natural, a more holistic route. Magic Mind was something that I started using. You know, it's, it's just a little shot. You can chill them, take one during the day, in the morning, preferably, and really just watch it transform your day. It was something as me, as somebody who stays away from caffeine in all regards. Um, can I also just tell y'all too, something I realized that um, growing up, I had no idea. So growing up, Sprite was always one of my favorite sodas. Why am I just realizing at my 27 years of age that Sprite and ginger ale do not have caffeine in them? I did not know that. Maybe a lot of y'all knew that. I had no idea about that. So maybe that's just new news to me, but I really try to stay away from caffeine. I don't drink coffee. All of my teas are decaffeinated, but Magic Mind has really been something that's kind of helped me from the ingredients like you have your matcha, which I had no idea what it was about. I had to have the the matcha girlies, the matcha people kind of come in and educate me and kind of let me know what's going on. But I love the lion's mane mushroom. I love the ashwagandha. I love everything that they kind of have going on. But why I really enjoy it is just because of how it makes me feel, how my focus is. You know me, I can go work my nine to five job. And as soon as I clock out at five, 
this podcast. And so I had to really shift my mind from, you know, I just had all this stuff to do at where I may not even be done at five o'clock, but I have to now shift to podcast mode. Okay, who are we talking to today? What content do I have to put out? What am I promoting? Did I hit my social media marks today? Where are my numbers at? Did I release things? Do I have shows coming up, events coming up, giveaways, anything of the sort? Do I need to connect with Brenda to make sure we're good for today's interview? It's just always an ever-turning wheel. So I would say Magic Mind definitely just allows me to kind of have that tunnel vision. And that's why I recommend it to a lot of different people. A lot of people who may just feel like their their, their mind is like a, a hamster on a wheel, just always running. Something is always done. Even when you're sleeping, even when you're calm, on the road, listening to music, it's always just moving a mile a minute. So something that I also want to offer to y'all is just a bit of a discount. They started the year off with a bang as we did, and they're offering some promotions for y'all. So if you go to www.magicmind.com slash Jan, J-A-N, Tamar, my first name, T-A-M-A-R 20, you'll be able to get one month free of three months. But okay, let's just say you don't want to do three months at a time. If you just want to do an extra 20% off, it'll get you 75. You can just use my code. So my code is Tamar 20, T-A- M-A-R-20. So definitely visit Magic Mind. Definitely check it out. I'd be more than willing to talk to anybody about my experience with it, how it's made me feel, everything of the sort. But I love it. I definitely recommend it to anybody looking just, like I said, to go more of that natural, that holistic route, but still stay productive at the same time. So now, Brenda, I'm very curious. I have talked to a few published authors on here. I've now talked to, a, and I'm pretty sure I have in the past as well, so forgive me if I'm saying this wrong, but for you, you're a number one best-selling author now. I love that. That 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 lit a fire under me. I, love, I remember when you were telling me about the book and everything like that, and something I want to offer, too, to anybody out there who's listening, to anybody out there who's made it this far in the episode, if you want to take me up on my offer, I want to send you a free copy of Brenda's book. So to anybody who's at this 30, 31 minute, 32 minute mark in the interview and you hear me saying this, all you have to do is DM my personal page, DM the podcast page. Hey, I heard that you were giving away a free copy of Brenda's book. Just give me your address, where to send it and everything. And I will be sending that to you just the same because I definitely think that she has quite the story to tell. And I would love for you to tap in not only with her, but her journey along the way. So now with you specifically. Was a book always on the horizon? Was it something you always knew that you wanted to do? Was there a, as we kind of spoke about before, was there an aha moment and you said, hey, I want to share this journey. I want to really put this together. Was this something that as you were working through different things and once you left corporate America, you started just to note things? Because I feel like, you know, as I kind of spoke to in the past, I used to think writing a book was the most complicated thing in the world. And it's not to say that it is or it isn't. I think it really depends on who you are and how you look at it. But as I started to talk to different people and open up my mind a little bit, it doesn't seem as as hard as I may have thought it to be. And it's definitely something I'm interested in doing, but I'm always interested to hear people's creative process and what really sparked that for them. So for you, for your book, for getting there, what really, one, well, I guess this is a two-part question. I would say, one, where where did the idea come from? But two, just walk me through a little bit of that process. You don't have to give us every single nook and cranny because I know it could have been quite the process where it probably was a lot going on. But what was that really like be authoring this, seeing it published, promoting it, and then now becoming uh, top in the charts, basically? Like you said, it sat up there for some time. So mm-hmm. I think that's still an, even if it didn't sit up there, I think that's an accomplishment itself, the, the fact that you were able to become a published author. So for my people out there, whether they've written books, whether they're thinking about it, whether they just love to read or whether they want that free copy, as I spoke about, can you just tell us a little bit about that process and how everything was kind of ignited? Okay, sure. I can definitely tell you. So um, funny story. I was not looking to write this book. I was looking to write, I have another book written that I'm going to release sometime in the middle of this year um, that I want to be a workbook. And I wouldn't, I didn't want to tell my story. You know, I didn't want to have people in my business. (laughs) You know, I don't want to have people in my business, but 
so I went to I went to an event and I saw I met with this publisher um, and, uh, you know, in in the meeting with the publisher, she was like, yeah, this book is nice. It's actually ready to go. You can publish it on Amazon by yourself. It's good to go. She's like, this is good. But what is your story? Like, why are you doing this? You know, you're into fashion. That's nice. But how did you get here? What is every time we, we do social media or like public relations, you always have to have a story. Right. So she's like, what's your story? And I'm like well, my story is, and then I told her what I told you and, you know, 2020 shook up my world and then I got divorced. And, you know, I thought my world was, is the world as I knew it was done, but there was a new world for me. There was a new life for me. And I found connecting with that life through my skill of fashion, my skill of styling and my skill of getting myself together in a way that I had never before. And in a way I couldn't have before, because I got divorced at 32 when I went to FIT, I was 21. Like I'm two different people. So even if I was, you know, it's two different people, it's two different worlds. And I had to get myself together through this process. And in getting myself together, I found that I could help other women as well. I could help other people in the strength I found in myself, the creative ability I found in myself, that I could help other women find their voice as well when I got myself. And that's a that's a that's a message to everyone who feels like they are hesitant about doing something that they feel called to do. Your and I've heard this before. Your gift is it's going to affect other people. You just don't know it yet. And same with you, Tamar. Like your the strides and the things that you're doing is breaking barriers for other people. It's showing other people what is possible for them. Your blessing is connected to other people's blessings. So you got to let that gift out. You got to keep pushing. Get through it. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. But you know because you have that. Uh, everlasting fire. I will say that. It's just a fire. Even when things get hard, I love doing what I do so much. I love helping women. I love transformations. I love speaking life to women and speaking positivity to women and telling women that you can get through this, you know, that, you know, even if their situation is not like, you know, life shifting, it's like you can be who you want to be. Nobody defines your future for you. You define your, if you want to dress different, dress different. Let's do it. How are we going to do this? Let's go shopping right now. I'll send you some outfits right now. Let's get it. Let's get the shoes. Let's get it together now. Like there's no reason to sit on what you want to do because now is the time. Um, so when I communicated that message in my book, um, number one best-selling book, Stop by Independence, I communicate my ups and downs and my journey and everything like that. To be honest, I wrote it in two days. <laughs> I wrote it in two days. And so the surprising thing that helped me was writing content. So I've been writing content. We're in 2024 and you know it too, because you write like that before there was chat GPT, we were out there on the internet writing every single day, captions by hand, stories by hand. You know, we were doing this, we were out here by ourselves and I can write a story like that now. It, it, it can be very, very quick. So it took me two days, start to finish. And then maybe like, you know, a couple hours, not even an hour, maybe like a couple minutes here and they're editing it. But to write the story start to finish, it took me two hours. Um, I knew exactly what I wanted to say. It's the story has been in my heart for years. And I finally got the chance to share it in the format that I wanted to share it with on my terms. Nobody's going to tell my story. I'm going to tell my own story. And this is what I want you to know. And this is what I want you to know about my story. Um, I want you to know about the fact that I had po postpartum depression when I had my first child. I want you to know about the fact that it took me 10 years to graduate college. I want you to know that, you know, style has been uh, a rock for me. Like I know style, it can't be, I don't know what people are going to say, but it's been a rock for me. Like it's been a way for me to have an outlet 
when I felt like I didn't know what else to do with myself. And a lot of people are like that with creative things. Like maybe you're an artist or you're an entertainer or you have some, you're creatively inclined and you have this gift that calms you down. It, you know, helps you, it helps other people. It's a hobby maybe. And you're like, I want to go pro with this thing. I just don't know how. And a lot of us creative people struggle with business plans, you know? As we're used to creating, creating, hire that business coach. Make sure you check their check their resume first. Uh, hire that business coach so they can show you how to get to the next level. Um, I hired a business coach towards the end of last middle middle of last year that helped me get to a different level. There's certain things you have you don't have to invest in everything, and by all means, do not invest in everyone that promises you things that sound good. But you you really have to go do your research. And uh, figure out what you want to do because nobody can tell you what to do. Nobody can tell you what your story is. Figure out what it is that you want to say and make sure you say only that. Don't let people take you in different directions. Um, you know, in this internet age, there's a million different rivers. Like stick to what you want to do. Stick to your point. Get the book done. Don't worry if it's imperfect. Um, it was very hard for me to write about certain things, but I said, you know what? It's going to be written. I'm going to do it. Push through it. Get that manuscript done. Send it to editing and think about it later. It's a message, y'all. Hope y'all hope y'all listen. And no matter who you are in your journey, some of y'all may not even know it yet, but you may get inspired just from hearing that. Or at some point, you may have started writing a book or thinking that you wanted to. You may have psyched yourself out, as I did many years ago, just thinking that it was really harder than what it was. But just make it happen. Put a thought into action. Put a plan into action, and it can happen. The same way I, I never foresaw myself starting a podcast for four years, and so here it is. You know, anything can really happen. And like you said, it, once you kind of start, nobody can tell your story like you. Nobody knows what you went through like you. Nobody can really talk about your mindset and different things like that. So as you start to articulate and go, you may even realize that you wrote way more than what you were expecting or did way more than mm -hmm. what you were expecting. So something I even something that just kind of made me think about something that I saw um, a tweet I was scrolling a couple of weeks ago. It was just like, yo, why don't we start thinking about everything that you do this year and write it down? That way, when you get to December, you'll have because I, I can't tell you that I wish I would have done that for 2023. It was so many times I was just trying to recall certain things or some people were even reminding me certain things or it took me scrolling through social media or going through some texts or some emails to really realize some of the accomplishments and things that I had. Small, big, medium. It doesn't matter. Just write everything down. That way you can reflect on things. But that can also be a way to guide you through your journey. There were days that were good. There were days that were bad. There were days that were in between, but nonetheless, you made it through every single day. So another thing that we like to do here on the podcast is we like to tease a little bit. We like to kind of look into the future. We like to kind of not spoil anything, but give as much as we can for our people tapping in for the audience and everything like that. So obviously we are very early in the year, January. For some, it may have flown by. For some, it may have been slow. For me, it's been pretty fast. I'm not going to lie, y'all. And y'all know Black History Month is about to be just like that too, just the same. So we'll be in March before we know it. But is there anything that you're working on, anything that you're diving into as we speak, any collaborations, partnerships, even different, I would say, fields or lanes that you're looking to move into maybe this year, maybe coming up, anything that you can kind of, we can be on the lookout for? Because as I spoke to in the beginning, I think that we're going to have obviously some people from your side. We're going to have people from my side, but we're going to have some newcomers along the way, some people who are just like, yo. I don't know who that lady was, but I love the energy. I love her passion. I'm a fashion guru. I thought I was a fashion, fashionista and everything, but she took it to another level. I got to tap in with her. So for people that are coming across you for the first time, is there anything that they can expect moving forward? Anything to keep their eyes on the lookout for? Sure. Yeah. So I have a Valentine's Day masterclass coming up. Um, the date is pending, but follow me on Instagram. I it's Instagram is I am no A. I am style by B. Uh, my website is stylebyb.net. If you follow me on Instagram, 
join my email list. Every week I send out weekly updates. I'm going to send an email as soon as we get off of this call. Um, you know, I send about three emails a week, style tips, how to style this three ways. This is coming up on the fashion scene. Look at this style news. I'm going to be here. Like every week I send like tips. So keep a lookout for my Valentine's Day masterclass. going to help you love yourself, help you learn how to dress your body, help you learn how to identify your true style. And that is coming up in February in a couple weeks. I told you, I knew, I knew she was working on something, man. I've, I've been seeing too many flyers. She's been doing too much. I've been, I've been reposting. I hope y'all been paying attention. I've been reposting what she's been doing, y'all. She's been doing some amazing work. I try to show as many business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, as, as much love as I can. And sometimes I miss things, but Brenda has been killing the game. Trust me, y'all. I'm glad that we tapped in when we Thanks did. Yeah. There's so much really coming to it. So two more things before we wrap this up. So first and foremost, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for all the, as I spoke in the beginning, just the grace, just the understanding with me, just being patient with me, just, no that. you know, we all had life going on and things were happening, but nonetheless, like I told you, we were going to make this happen. We were going to do things. You always wish me well. You always checked in on me, checked in on the family, sent me well wishes, happy new year, Merry Christmas. It all meant so much to me in a time where the world just felt like it was just moving and moving and moving and moving. So thank you so much for that. But I also just want to thank you for your transparency on here. I know that the journey, everything that you've gone through, it, it has been far from easy. From like you said, the PPD, the postpartum depression, to the the ten year journey to getting your degree, to just everything that kind of came with it. Sometimes just waking up and not feeling the motivation that you once felt. Sometimes just feeling like things were hard, getting pregnant your first semester, everything of the sort, and now just becoming the woman who you are and still developing into and really just making it happen as a bomb mother, a bomb business owner, a bomb entrepreneur, a bomb. You could be a host, honestly, the way you kind of <laughs> that. So I, I, love it. I know you're doing. That your own thing in your event space. So I thank you for everything that you've done in that regard. But something I also want to offer you the opportunity to now is just, do you have anything that you feel like we haven't touched on, we haven't talked about, even any last words that you want to leave for other business owners out there, other creatives out there, other people within the fashion industry, people who may even have a similar journey to yours, people who may not always be feeling motivated, people who may not really know where their story is going to go, people who may just have gone through one experience and they feel like, you know, things are over. They, they really have kind of lost hope. Is there anything that you want to leave the people there, the people out there with before we wrap it up? Yeah, sure. So I really believe in it's cliche. Don't give up. Don't give up on your dreams. I know we heard that a lot when we were kids, like don't give up. It's, it's a real thing because there's so many reasons to not do it. There's so many reasons to quit. Like I'm, I'm a single mother, you know, I had a nine to five job and I was working on my business at the same time at one point, like there, you got family, you got friends, your, your body, like, you know, there's a, there's always an easy way out. Like there's always a way to not do it, but you just have to find a way. Like, even if you take a rest, like don't give up. Like, even if you take a couple of days off, if it turns into a week or so, it'll be like, you know what, tomorrow I got to do something for my business tomorrow. I have to do, even if it's small, that's how you start. It's a little small thing that you do as far, so far as sending an email, making a post, you know, um, doing something to get you back and then follow that up with something, you know, progress easier, easier, easier. And then you start getting back on the train, but you got to keep going. I've had times where I've taken, you know, a break from social media. I took, you know, six months off at one point because I was like, let me figure out what. And then I came back with a rebrand. I was stronger than ever. I had the most profitable year that I ever had in my business last year because I had to get it together. Like you went, if you take a break, make sure there's a purpose to it. You know, you're, you're behind the scenes. You're, you're trying to figure out the, and you're making moves. I had a photo shoot in the, in the, in the, in the chamber. I had a business coach that I was, I was seeing, like I had different things to help me. And I do photo shoots as well. If you're looking to do branding for your photo shoot, I got you. I do styling. I know people, if you're in New York, 
holler at me. <laughs> I know makeup artists, photo shoot people, um, you know, I do styling. So make sure that when you're taking time off, it's it's resting, but also like keep keep at it. Keep at it, keep trying. I'm also, I love that you said that. I'm also looking for public speaking engagements. I can send, you know, my information. I love inspiring women and, and people who are looking to take a change in their life to make a change in their life. Even if you feel like it's too hard, I can't do it. It's too late for me. I'm just going to stay here. It's more comfortable. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to be in a place where you know you can do better. Just It just takes one foot in front of the other. You're going to fall, but it's one foot in front of the other. Just get up and keep going. All right, y'all. Look, we, we're all about connecting here. We're all about networking. We're all about just like-minded individuals and, and, and learning. I think that's the biggest thing here. I think just take a nugget from this. And it, yeah, I think just rewinding this, I think just going through this, picking a spot and really just honing in. It could really even be a call to action to you and your business and your life, personal, financial, spiritual, anything of the sort. But we have resources and, and these people are not offering themselves up just because these people are genuinely offering themselves up. Brenda, in this case, because she wants to help. She wants to inspire. She's maybe been there, been there, done that. She's a bit more experienced. She may have been in the exact same shoes as you and you won't even realize it until you just tap into her, pick her brain a little bit. But nonetheless, she wants to make you feel beautiful, look good, kill that next speaking engagement, anything of the sort, the possibilities are endless. So let's just make it happen. I got a lot of people up north, but I have a lot of people along the West Coast, but everybody is on social media. So it's no excuse mm -hmm. at that point. So I know you gave it earlier, but I always like to end the episode with this just because um, I know people kind of scroll through, skip around, but I know this is what they'll look forward to at the end, just the same. Can you just give us all the social media, all the best places to reach you, tap into you um, as far as upcoming events, everything, all things, Brenda, all things, I'm Style by B. Sure. The easiest thing I can tell you is stylebyb.net. My Instagram is connected there. My LinkedIn is connected there. I do updates as you sell off. You can sign up for my mailing list on there. So stylebyb.net is the go-to place for you. All right, y'all. So look, y'all Y'all heard. I feel like there have been call to actions here. I feel like there have been inspirations here. There have been just, but through it all, I've just heard the passion. I heard the passion from the beginning, that first answer that she gave to the last answer that she gave to just what she's going to continue to do to the masterclass that are coming up to the events that's coming up to how she just wants to, as I spoke to offer herself as a resource to you, to your journey, to be there, to help. As I spoke about, I'll give it to y'all again, for those who were listening. If you want that free copy of the book, DM me, down to business podcast, March 26 underscore doesn't really matter. Find it, do it. If not, I'll take two for myself. It doesn't really matter. I'll, you know, <laughs> I, I love reading. I actually just started another book anyway, so it's all good. But we, we, we spoke about a lot here today. So again, I want to thank you, Brenda, for everything. Thank you for allowing this to happen. Thank you for coming on here and really just and, and just being that light, just being what we needed to hear today, just everything that you do. And I'm very excited to continue to tap into the journey, to continue to see everything that you have going on. And obviously, you know, you have a big supporter, a lot of love coming from down to the business side of things. So to everybody who continuously taps in with us, no matter where you are, United States, across the country, everything of the sort, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I thank y'all. As I said, look, if we start in 2024 off like this, just January, the, the next 11 months, just stick with us. There's a lot coming. So thank y'all again. This has been another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner.